Welcome to the very first uh, Ladies Gaelic Football podcast with the Maroon and White podcast. And I want to thank Paul for inviting me on. Um, I'm delighted to get this opportunity. Um, anything, again, that I suppose generates some media coverage around Ladies Gaelic Football is welcomed. Uh, my name is Edel Cannon. I have um, I played football with Galway since 2003 up until 2016. Um, where I moved to Abu Dhabi and that ended my um, county career. I uh, played a little bit of club football with Chuma Corton since. Uh, not playing, wouldn't say retired, but not looking like I'm going to be playing this year. But I played with Olivia and um, Louise, who were with us today. And I'm delighted to get the opportunity to chat to them about the weekend that has just been. Um, how are the heads, girls? Good. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. We were the chatting there before we came on. Sorry, Olivia. The voice is a bit hoarse, but <laughs> yeah, he's singing. We were chatting there before we came on, and I was asking you about. Well, you weren't out last night, anyway, so you're fresh enough today. <laughs> yeah, no, we we went out Saturday and Sunday and Monday, and then we took last night off. <laughs> okay, three nights. I was thinking the game was Sunday, so you three nights. <laughs> this is your second. Is this your second time staying up in the Crow Park Hotel for the celebrations after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice uh, though. Yes, it's definitely nice because um, see, the first year it was in Burr, so obviously you think it's a little bit closer to getting down the road than Dublin, but um, it just it it's a good thing. But so many people come out along the route, like say back through kind of like Caltrim up Bellu, and then you're into Clamburn and you go around the whole of Kilcurrin. So it was a long time before we actually got into a pub to kind of do the celebrations as a team yeah. and that so it's nice to just go straight from Crow Park across the hotel and nearly get down to the bar in a half an hour and just enjoy that time to your families and friends and everything yeah. you yeah. had said that as well in a previous interview Louise that it's nice because it's a more close-knit celebration to start off with on day one you're wrecked as well and by the time you've showered and had food and got down to Kilcairn Clumburn I mean it's could be 12 o'clock that's the thing. And, and it's especially with the match being so late. The match isn't at two in the day. It's at five. So even by the time we got out of, the Crow, out of Crow Park, I think it was like eight maybe with, you know, just yeah. getting the time on the pitch. You don't want to be rushing away from the occasion or anything. And people obviously have media and stuff to do as well. And then just to shower there. And um, it's great. Like, um, and then the rooms are just all set up for us to go across. So you just grab your key and you're up and so, ready in a half hour and down. So it's nice. And it gives the, the supporters as well, Olivia, a chance the following day to actually, like, I mean, you don't want to be standing out on the side of a road at 11 o'clock at night. So it gives them a chance to get out earlier, yeah. Yeah, it gets a chance for a bit of a plan to be made as well. Like the first year, I think it was midnight and we were in Clanburn and we still hadn't even gotten to Kilcurn at that stage. Um, so I think this year we had left Dublin around 12 o'clock and we arrived in Clanburn around, I think, five or five or six and then over in Kilcurn like half eight nine o'clock so it was much more appropriate times and it, yes. it was lovely yeah especially for kids and that as well yeah. uh, before we actually talk about the game itself um I wanted to chat about you know the hall of medals that you have because um I, I find it it's mind-blowing like I mean I think I'm looking up here to the right of my um little stash but like honestly you shouldn't and I know you don't take it for granted and I don't just want to talk about this weekend in the three in a row because again there's so much that you've achieved up to this and again Olivia you went to Dunmore and you were saying Mary Graham was your coach there 
Yeah, so I went to school in Dunmore. Um, when I had just started, they had like had a really successful period, Dunmore School. And while I was there, we probably struggled a little bit more. Um, we won a Junior C Connacht title and got to uh, Junior C All-Ireland, I think. So Nomadi really took over from Dunmore then at that stage with uh, a lot of the wards were there and a lot of the other girls as well. So we were up against it. We were, oh, I'm hoping Mary doesn't listen to this, but were you regretting you didn't go to Glenamadi at the stage? <laughs> uh, I had a great time in Dunmore. I loved it. Yeah. I had a great time there as well. So. Do you live close to closer to Dunmore? Why Why did I think you would be Glenamadi? So I live like about, I'm, I'm on the Dunmore Road, so I'm about five minutes from Clumber and about 10 minutes from Dunmore and probably about... 12 or 15 minutes from Glenamadi, so I'd be closer to Dunmore than Glenamadi, um, but it wouldn't be much now. Okay, okay. And so you won a junior C medal with your, your with school. Yeah. yeah. And then Louise, Glenamadi, um, again, <laughs> massive haul of medals there. Yeah, um, I think we actually we won the under 14A Connacht. I think that's as far as the competition went that year, and then we won, we got beaten in a junior All-Ireland final. I think that was junior B in 2012. And then we won junior A in 2013, senior B the year after, and then senior A the year after that when we were in Leaving Cert. So, yeah. What kind of girls were there? Obviously, Nicola was there. Who else was? Uh, Lindsay Noon was there, Ailish Morrissey. Um, Megan Heenan that you would have played with from Glenamadi yes. was there. There's a good few Glenamadi girls. Um, Leanne Davis, Quiva Keevney. Um, those girls would have been in around underage county panels as well. Um, Where did Sarah Gormley go to school? HRC in Montbellu. Oh, another so, one we're regretting, yeah. Yeah. Um, but see, that's just the way like Clamburn is. You kind of have, you know, Sarah living up that direction, Olivia living kind of yeah. down towards Dunmore, and we live kind of towards Glenamaddy. So, um, but Neve has come to Glenamaddy since Neve Dibley. Oh, is she? <laughs> uh, uh, can we answer that question, Olivia? Why did Neve go to Glenamaddy? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I think um, mom was working in Roscommon and she's going to work down through Glenamadi. And um, I think okay. after Neva saw all the success the Glen School had, I think she was <laughs> yeah, she was smarter than you. <laughs> but in saying that, though, like Dunmore, I know when I was in the present tune, like Dunmore were like our our tribals as well. Like Dunmore have had a lot of success, and. After when I finished in the press, HRC um had a lot of success there as well. They reached a few, I think maybe senior B. They were in the senior B All Ireland when we were in the senior A All Ireland. So, in fairness, there's three schools there that have competed at the high level of the high level as well. And um, but sorry, Louise, to go back to that, you were saying that you won an under fourteen A Connacht with Linamadi. Yeah, that was the first one. Um, I think we bet Presat and Ryan that one. It was up in Kenny Park. Um which was a, a good game because it was against a lot of the Clare Galway girls as well. Okay. So that little bit of extra rivalry, but um, no, that was, um, I can't specifically remember at the okay. time. Um, Cause I think Gary O'Donnell was over them for a while as well when we would have played them too. Um, I'm not sure on that day, but um, you know, we had John Kennedy there from Ballymore over us and Mick Curtin and Patricia Keady and Bridget Fallon. So yep. stayed with us right the way through. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have a junior A on Ireland. Yeah, we beat St Paul's of Bestbrook after extra time. Amy Mackin and Blahin Mackin would have been playing oh, on that team. Wow. Yeah, 
So I think Amy Mackin scored five goals that day, but we still oh. managed to win the game, thank God, by a point, yeah. What was the score in that game? Five goals? My it was like, I think they scored, now I'm probably wrong, because I think we only won by a point, but it was something like 8-9 to 5-20 or 5-21 or oh something, goodness. yeah, something That's mad. Outrageous. I know. Nine's wrong. Um, you can see the eight goals and still manage to win the game. Yeah. I won't ask who the goalie was because it's never the goalie's fault anyway. It could have been a <laughs> that did something. Anyway, um, and then you got a senior B and a senior A as well. Yeah, the senior B. I forget uh, who we played in the senior B final. Um, oh, it was a team that Jordan you know, O'Flynn was managing from that would have played with Cork. She was yes. teaching in Port Leash School, so she was. So Anna Healy would have played on that, who plays for Leash now as well. But I would have went to college with her. She was on some of the O'Connor Cup teams that I would have won with. Um, and then the senior A, we played um, Ashley Maloney's school. So Shane Renan was coaching them down there as well at the time. Um, Care, so. Um, or Klaus Deniska. Yeah, Klaus Deniska, yeah. So, yeah, and that was when you were in Leaving Cert. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, and then just to mention, with we we'll keep maybe with county, then unbelievable there as well. In fairness, well, you have under fourteen, kind of, under even under fourteen All Ireland. Have you two yeah. under sixteen All Irelands? One under sixteen. One. Yeah. One under and 16. how many minor? Two minor. Two oh, minor no. with Annette Clark and Gillian and Kieran. No, and uh, oh. Dan and Nicholas. So you won with Annette at under 16? No. Johnny Carter was. No. So Johnny Carter, we had Johnny Carter at under 14 and under 16, and then Daniel Moynihan at uh, minor for the two years. And then um, Stephen Glennon took us when we were under 21 the year that that was played as an actual competition as well. So. Okay. Yeah. Annette came after you. Yeah, in the noon sage group. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Lindsay was captain, I think, the year that they won that All Ireland that Net and Kieran were involved. So, Johnny really is the man to thank for the way he run. (laughs) Is he? He's like Johnny's, uh, he's been coaching us now for the last, is it three years, two years, three years, Louise? Uh, Three years for club, yeah. Yeah. He's still, he's uh, still there still there and he's like the, the running sessions you probably remember what Galway are they're very very tough I remember one day we thought he said we'd do a session on the beach and we thought we were going to have a bit of fun in the water like <laughs> it was far from fun in the water we were having <laughs> I nearly died that day there was no need for the swimming trunks <laughs> and it was all he needed and a bit of, bit of cup of bones <laughs> That's brilliant uh, because that again now we're just coming on to again all your club success because it, it's evident in how you play the way you can like you, the two of you are back beside Nicola when a team is attacking especially the last two of Bally McCarberry you're back defending and then two minutes later you're up at the 45 the opposite end and that's constant um, so okay, Johnny, hats off there. No, and I'm sure there's loads more, but Johnny is big into the running. But um, yeah, he's obviously had a big impact on that. Um, yeah. with club, then just the what you've won with club there, Olivia. Uh so we we started off at under ten. We used to play with the boys, and then under twelve, I think we were down in Division C. Yeah, I remember 
we lost to Claren Bridge in the under 12 C final one year and then we bet Milltown the following year. And then uh, we're up in under 14A. Um, we won an under 14A league, um, an under 16 league and championship. And I think we have two minor um, championships. And then how do you remember who, who you beat at an under 14 or under 12 C match? <laughs> it was hard to make at the time. <laughs> Sorry? It was heartbreaking at the time. Uh, uh, what? Sorry. So you you have an under fourteen A and an under sixteen A with the county medal as well. Yeah. Minor. Yeah, two minor. Who was over you for that stint? Was it your parents, your dad? Oh, uh, with the club, John yeah. Fleming was over us, and Annette was involved. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, for those both those two years, because that the minor competition is actually very short, so it's kind of an early run at the and towards the end of the year, kind of after the um, senior championship or whatever. So there's not, you know, they're kind of the girls are either training with the under sixteens or they're training with the adult junior or senior team. So it's not like we had another, you know, extra days train and or anything to do, but they're always with us there on match days and everything. Yeah. Just as you mentioned there, Louise, as well, the minor competition is very short, which is very sad because that's where a lot of drop-offs happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, it's great, though. Like, obviously, it's the Maraid meeting tournament as well. Um, you know, and I know it's great for Caltra. They, it, I think it was yeah. run off in a... Was it a, a blitz again this year, Liv? Um, the, uh, no. I know they had... I know the final was played in Caltra as well, which is lovely. Um, but in a championship knockout competition this year, I think was it Salt Hill who won it? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, Salt Hill won it this year. Actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but like that, like with the minor, I suppose it was you have the girls that are playing under sixteen, and then I know it's it's in our club anyway. They're playing under sixteen, and now the junior team is kind of a stepping stone to senior yeah. which is good because previously it kind of would have been girls who are kind of finished playing senior at a high level and just wanted a little bit of social kind of football whereas now yeah. it's kind of changed in that it's a good to have that step and stone for them to get to senior so they're not they're not really lost in that transition anymore with, okay. with us anyway. with yeah the, that's good yeah. and yeah. again that probably is another contributor to the success that you have a strong step and stone between under 16 minor and senior yeah and that's the thing as well, because yeah. like it's not like senior and junior training. We all train together. So you're they're still kind of getting that high standard mm. of training as well. Um, you know, and it's good to have because it's it's good for numbers as well, especially when there's so many of us obviously involved with county. You know, if you're just to take that number of girls away from a senior team alone, you'd have very few left for training. Um yeah. especially when girls are away at college and stuff during the week. Mm -hmm. So um it's good to have that good numbers there just to do, you know, a proper training session. Yeah. I'm discreetly yeah. getting all your secrets out here. <laughs> 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 um I when I was playing uh, I played junior for county, that's where I started. Um, before I went on to senior, I played junior. We won an All-Ireland, like, Division 3, maybe. So that was, like, 2003, we won a Division 3 league. And then I went up senior. But that was a that was a solid step and stone. Like, uh, I remember PG Pye ringing me, asking me to move from the junior team up to the senior team. Olivia, or, um, Yvonne Daly was the same. Um, a few others. 
that's not there now. So we're definitely missing a beat there with county as well with that. Yeah, it's a it's a huge step up. I think like even from like just the physicality and playing against like adults come, come from, coming from underage, um, it is a huge step up. Um, with our club team, there's like that trend. The most of the girls who are on their junior team play, we play senior league or senior cone cup when we are that bit shorter numbers as well. So there's the nice mixture there between they playing with the senior team a lot of the year, or then they're probably subs for subs on the senior panel as well. And it's great to go up to training when there was not just the numbers coming high when you're near a final or something. The numbers are up all the time. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose we need to move on really and talk about what's going on now inside the last three years. So uh, you played uh, Moore Abbey. Uh, we're talking 2000 and uh, 2019. Because you lost yeah. a year there with COVID. Yeah. yeah. So we 2019. Lost- so we, we, we lost the All-Ireland final in 2019 um, by a point in the last kick of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ouch. Um, and then the following year? The following year we were going really well and then COVID kind of stopped us in our tracks. So it did. So there was no competition for 2020. So we had to wait until 2021 to get back to an All-Ireland final again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're 21, 22. And then at the weekend, 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at that game over the, the weekend, like it wasn't like it was necessarily a banana skin at all. Um, but you're looking at your previous results to um, Bally McCarberry back in 2002. And it wasn't, uh, I mean, if you're to go, no game is easy, but if you're to go on the in, the scoreline at the, at the end, uh, you were well ahead of them. How do you get your head, like uh, uh, Louise, how do you get your head around that going a year later it's Bally McCarberry again you've just beaten them comprehensively the year before yeah I suppose it was actually a, like it was something that TP Fanning our stats man said to us that kind of like really got us on high alert because we had played Morn Abbey in 2018 in an All-Ireland semi-final and they beat us well and Fast forward 12 months later, we're back in an All-Ireland final against them. I probably should have beaten them, you know, um, mm. that day and only lost by a point in the last kick. So it's amazing the difference that a year can make to a team. So we kind of were a little bit on high alert because of that. And the fact as well that last year playing Bally McCarberry had been such a bad day. So it was like really wet. There was like a lot of surface water and it just didn't make for good football at all. And... You know, they had won Munster last year for the first time in a long time and getting to an All-Ireland final was, or an All-Ireland semi-final was kind of like an extra bonus for them. So we kind of weren't writing them off because, you know, they'd gone that one step further again this year. So, um, you know, it, we were just, we were really on high alert. It wasn't like that we, obviously the media had us as, as hot favourites, but like we still did our homework down to the last detail on them. Yeah. Like nothing was left out. A bit well, you don't win, it's hard to win any other Ireland, but winning two. I mean, you obviously have a proper setup there that's gonna that's not going to be having you trotting in all complacent because winning one sometimes. I know when we won in 2004, I thought we'd be there forever. Next thing, oh my god, we haven't won one since. I know. I'm still like getting over it. I thought we'd at least went back in 2005 and we got bet. Like, and it wasn't, it was that I can only speak for my own mentality at the time. I actually genuinely thought that, okay, we were on the, you know, the cusp of wave here. Like, this is going to be, we're going to get a little bit out of this the next thing. Bam, 
it's gone. Um, yeah. so that's, uh, and it's not like um we had Peter Fahey, like we had a great setup there, Richard Bowles, super setup, but you really had every stone left unturned there mentally. And I suppose your reflection on the Moore Abbey game um, and the turnaround there in those 12 months helped that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just as well like that it wasn't like all this success started happening overnight. Like we yeah. Yeah. like got rude awakenings. Like the first year up 2013, Karen Khan beat us by like seven points in a Connacht final. And we just seemed really kind of out of our depth a little bit. And then 2014 and 15, we beat them in Connacht, which was like winning in All-Ireland nearly. And then like, I think the year after that, or 2015, we got beaten by Morn Abbey as well. And just beaten in an All-Ireland semi-finals and you get sick of losing. Yeah. So you've kind of been on the other end of it as well. And obviously 2019 was just so disappointing. So we never really take it for granted going forward. Yeah. But as I always say, it nearly goes back to the county championship as well. You have to be prepared for your county championship because people are on your tails every single year. And if you're not ready there, that even could mm. be so easily taken away from you. No, it's a snip of complacency there. <laughs> Uh, Olivia and I when I was re I was reading her last week as well and Willie mentioned and I think I loved it. it the headline was I think it was something to the effect of um if we lose hunger we'll get caught and it's as simple as that and yeah. would you put it down to again all not the defeats but the pain that she suffered before that first All-Ireland in 21 like it, or is there anything else there that can that just ensures that that complacency is not on the table when you go out to that pitch? I think there's like, there's just a fear of losing, like as well, like obviously you want to win, but you definitely don't want to lose. And when you've been there for those dark days, you know how from the 2019 All-Ireland, it was about, it was a long time to get back. We didn't play the, the next All-Ireland until 2022. So it's it was a long, long road back. And, you know, it, it one slip up, we know this, you know, it's all gone and there's no more, you know, 10 mm. in a row, 11 in a row. So that's why I think we we want to keep winning. We want to keep rising our standards. But we also know from being there that, you know, it's very easily taken away and how, how difficult those losses can be. Yeah. Uh, did you did either of you think for a split second in the Kilmacud game that you were in trouble? We'll, uh, we'll say we didn't, but there's always a little... Your mind does go to places. And I actually thought that somebody was looking down on us when they got the 21 meter free and it hit the post. And I was like, yeah. oh, I remember running up to John Boyle after that. And I was like, what's the time? And he was like, there's 14 minutes. I was like, oh, that's great. We can make up two points easily in 14 minutes here. And we ended up going a point ahead after that. And then obviously they got the equalizer. But um, still, like, I think even Siobhan Divley was the one I remember from that day. She was just going around to everybody going, we're not losing this. We're not losing yeah. this. And, you know, I think that was just right across the board then. Like, even I know Maeve Flanagan came on uh, in extra time and got the point. And Maeve was even, like, just all, like, we can't lose this, we can't lose this. Even, you know, somebody coming into the game. And yeah. um, it was just great, yeah. there, And Eva's point as well, like, when she, the space that she got, like, that space, to create that space at that stage in the game. Yeah, and... Take the shot with your weaker foot when so much yeah. pressure is on. Yeah. It takes and so much confidence. But yeah. Eva is so skillful. And oh, but Olivia, <laughs> that is so, and I'll talk to you, Olivia, about it. Like, that's so evident. Lindsay as well, like, she's so on up the pitch with her. I think, is she right for it? 
She's yeah. right. She's holding up a pitch anyway with one leg and she kicks it over with the other leg. Yeah. And so new there's the, such skill. Yeah. Such skill level. And Eva's the same. She can kick really well off left and right foot. They can make space in the tiniest of areas. And Hannah's out around the middle as well. And she she kicked point with her left foot in the Kilmogood match as well. Yeah. I think Renew scored off her weak foot that day. Um, so there is, they're so skillful. I don't know what they did be practicing out in the back garden. <laughs> massive. Uh, that was one thing that stood out in particular with Lindsay in the in the in the final, um, because it's easy to defend against somebody who's just going to keep wanting to turn onto the right, turn onto the right, turn on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, Olivia, it helps you that uh, you can hand off a free. There's a, there's two or three there that can help you with freeze. It's not all on you as well, which is nice. Yeah, I think um, since 2019, Eva's been able to take all the left-footed frees, which has been great. And she's so accurate with them with them all. And uh, Chloe Miskell up in the forwards as well. Like She's yes. always there if you want to hand off the ball. And usually Ailish Morrissey too, um, who was missing this year. But yes. Ailish has such huge distance and so accurate from play. She can take the right-footed frees any day of the week as well, not a bother to her. Yeah, and I did think of Ailish during the week. Her mom and her sister come to our classes. Um, mm. But Ailish is a big, a huge last she, like She was one of your main ones up front. And, I mean, it's encouraging for her as well because she's going to come back into it again. She, she's a lot to look forward to. Let's, in, in my opinion, let's call it a spade a spade. Like, I mean, yeah. your yeah. steam train. Ailish but, scored, I think, a third of all our scores in 2022. So yeah. she was an absolute huge loss to us going into 2023 yeah when you take a third of our scores and they were all from play out of any tally it's it's a huge amount and it was a huge loss and very difficult to replace her and I think in the Kilmacud match if we had seen her running on the pitch we'd have been over the <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, Ailish's rehab is going well and I, I'd say she'll be back now yeah um, yeah hopefully soon enough in the new year and I'm sure she'll just drive on again next year and I can't wait to have her back yeah it's hard to be out when especially I know she is two all Ireland's in the bag but it's hard when you're right it's stuck in the middle of it there and you're out with the injury but anyway she'll live next year she will um what else was oh yeah so the game itself and uh I I have to say that I I looked at the odds you were like 14 to 1 on so for every euro every euro, every 14 euro you put on you won 1 euro so I didn't go for that but I backed you I backed you to win by 16 points oh Jesus oh. yeah but by with 6 with 7 10 minutes to go I was like this and then I don't know maybe uh, they made a few changes and he made a few changes and whatever and maybe it just shook things up a small bit but anyways my bet went out the window at about 10 minutes to go I was really <laughs> Yeah, um, you were so in control, obviously, for the first like forty minutes of that game, like totally in control for that forty minutes. And uh, whilst they did come back in the remain in the last ten or twelve, it's still you still had a had a good grip in the game. But um, just your style of play, and I know when Willie was over us, and I alluded to it earlier there, like yeah, it, the both of you have got to just thrive on the way you play with the width. Like the ball was going from one sideline over to the other sideline. Like, whereas some teams, and Valley McCarberry were doing it as well, going straight up the middle. If Nick Lord, not that like Chloe Costello or Claire Dunleavy are any easy or routes, but if Nick Lord was standing in front of me, I'd be going left the other way. But some teams just keep going up the middle. You have this ability to stretch it and maybe you have faith in your number 
tens and twelves and thirteens and fifteens. But like Louise, it's it is a beautiful and way a way to play. It's beautiful to watch, but it's also it shows the confidence that you have in all your fifteen to be able to get out to the sideline with the ball. Yeah, but it was probably really kind of the contrast between the All Ireland semi final and the final this year is huge because we just weren't happy with how we did against Kelmacud at all and probably went down the middle a little bit too much. But obviously, we were kind of a little bit behind and we were trying to get the ball up the pitch a little bit quicker, you know. And we got turned over a lot. But we knew that Bally Mack were going to be very, very defensive and have like 12 or 13 behind the ball. So we wanted to make Crow Park bigger than it is already and mm. like it's not like that we have any weak link like right throughout the pitch you know like maybe mm. when we were younger you had kind of your central players and it was just you know go down the middle but now like you have Eva Noon you have Liv on the two wings and then you've Neve Divley and Lindsay on the other side so like there's no yeah. weak link going down that way and like that was our plan it was kind of like go to the wings stretch them as wide as we can try and take them in the back door and if they do come out then put the ball back into the middle and you could see that Chloe Miskell like picked yeah. off points like just right yeah. on the 13 and 21 all the time so like there's nothing worse for for both there's nothing worse than being number 14 and having a crowd in front of you and you can't see where you're going but also yeah. for the likes of you Olivia and Louise like Olivia it's great to be able to pass that ball back and over, back and over like you did, back and over, back and over, and then be able to get it maybe around the D and you have space to actually run or kick it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, to be fair, the surface in Crow Park definitely did help. It's like, it's just perfect football. I felt like we're playing summer football like a week. Yeah. It was much easier compared to, say, like the Connacht final or the All-Ireland semi-final. The ground is a lot heavier. Sometimes there's surface water. The grass isn't cut as tight. Um, yeah. I think easier to to have that width and the hold the depth as well which sometimes when everyone's getting on the ball the full forward line can nearly be tempted to come out but to be fair the girls held in so oh. patient and got on yes. the ball at the perfect time and the runs were, were yes. super and, and that again so that's confidence obviously in the game plan and that's confidence in those around mm -hmm. you even yeah. I think maybe it was once that a ball was kicked into a block but the patience uh, I think it was a it was a point it was a point in the first half. I don't know if it was if it was you or Lindsay, but it was anyway. It was a point in the first half where there was about 16, 17 passes, hand pass back and over and back and over and back and over. And there was no greed. It was just pure and utter patience, waiting for that, waiting, 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 waiting for that opportunity to come. And I know your experience will stand to you on that, but it, 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 that's hard to teach. It's hard to coach that like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's been something we've we've been trying to do from you know since since Willie we won the first county title back you know ten years ago. It's that patience and not trying to force it. Um, I think it comes with with confidence and you know experience as well. Um, that you don't you know you get comfortable holding on to the ball and nothing happening for a while is okay. Yeah. yeah. And as well as that, like we. A lot of teams have gone very defensive against us in the last while, which is something we've kind of had to get used to a little bit. Um, Expecting it now. Yeah, so that's yeah. probably why the Kilmacud game was a little bit different because they nearly pressed us in the middle third, which we weren't used to, whereas because everybody else was playing very defensive, kind of set in a defensive shape. And um, 
it kind of took us a lot of effort to get the ball into their half to try and actually get a score or get near a scoring opportunity. Whereas, you know, the last day we knew Ballymac were going to be very defensive as well. And then when you go back to training, we're kind of training around that, you know, yeah. a little bit as well. Like, you know, our six backs are absolutely outstanding one-on-one, -on -one, but like when we play six on six, it's like six V eight and nine. So they pack, extra defenders in yeah. there to make us work extra hard for our scores so it's like it's just a really good way of coaching us you know we've had to learn yeah and learn fast yeah yeah well, but that that is a very true point because again if you're going out against with the, the runners on your team there's so many runners on your team I mean mm -hmm. you'd be you'd want to have a serious six to go out six on six you know, if you were Kilmac or whoever it was, if you were Bally McCarvey, like you, it's impossible to defend against G going six and six, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that brings us to uh, just one question, Olivia. Over the last three years, what game stands out to you the most? What game is the one that just like you want to experience again or the, the feeling after it? Um, that's a good question. I, I think, like, looking back on it, the relief of winning the first All-Ireland, I felt like we had put a little bit of pressure on ourselves as well. Like, we had been chasing it for so long and for so many years. And when that final whistle went in Burr, I think it was just, it was amazing. And everyone was running out into the pitch. And um, it's the first one is always, you probably remember from 2004, like, it's just, it's different and it's, it's, it's yeah. hard to replicate and I think they've all been special since then between like in Crow Park the second year is something you dream of as a child and then obviously going for the three in a row is something we probably never even had dreamt of a few years ago so they're all yeah. special that first one in Bird is maybe a little bit extra special Sticks out a bit. Louise would you be the same or um, I think that the feeling after Kilmacud this year is very it, it was something that we probably hadn't felt in a, a long time Um. Like, obviously, it was very close to that first All-Ireland final as well. But Crow Park is a little bit different because, obviously, your supporters can't get down onto the field to yet. So um, oh, they have to wait up in the stands, which I, I, I hate giving out about Crow Park. It's great to get in there. Yeah. And, you know, as players, it's just unreal. But it's the one thing that against Kilmacud, yeah, they just came rushing onto the pitch after 85 minutes and it was just nice because we were only, the, I'd say the final whistle was gone two minutes and everybody was around the pitch just celebrating yeah, with us. I'd say they, oh, had the, they had the nails chewed off themselves. Oh, like they you did. On the radio, oh my goodness. And you know, the, the, the way you celebrated when the whistle went in Kilmacud versus the way you celebrated when the whistle went to Bellamy Carberry, there's a big contrast. Kilmacud, you could just see it was like, like the face erupted now maybe it probably were people coming onto the pitch but no the way he went yeah really, I think though I think when you come through like and you'd know yourself you did like when you come through like a titanic battle and something that like you're really pushed to like your limits and yeah. like oh uh, like you, you're, something is so close to be taken away from you but you come through it together as a team and a management yeah. and a community it was just so nice like the harder you have to work for something the sweeter it feels when you actually yeah, get there yeah, yeah. yeah uh olivia uh, sarah spoke after the game i'm sure you've seen it but oh my god like oh. it just it, that one interview with her just conjured up like what it meant to you yeah yeah absolutely sarah has like to be fair to her she's been struggling with her knee for a while 
Um, she she didn't wasn't really able to do much between the All Ireland semi final and the final, but we never doubted for a second that she wouldn't be able to talk and get out onto Pro Park and absolutely played her bit and yeah. was outstanding again. But yeah. I think um, uh, when Sarah went off and with about ten minutes to go, we really missed her leadership and she's such a valuable player um, both on yeah. and off the pitch for us. Like she was yeah. just. It just summed up like how we all felt um, that her interview there was just, it was so emotional yeah. to listen to it back. Yeah. I actually, I actually think it's one of the best interviews I've watched in a long, long, long time because it was just raw emotion. Just what pure raw emotion. Yeah. 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 Um, and the way that she even had the, that's how she was feeling all week. Mm-hmm. Wondering whether you were backing her or like were you doubting her or something. And she, like, to say that, like, like basically thanking you for backing her. I mean, no, and like, in fairness, like Sarah, we didn't train the Tuesday after the Kilmacud game because it took a lot out of us. And then Friday, she only trained for. She did the warm up for about five minutes, and then we were in the dome on Sunday, and I think she only managed like three minutes, and her knee was just at her and. Um, yeah, it was like all through the week. It was like daily updates, like how are you doing today, how are you yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. up in Santry. Anyway, so sorry, Olivia. <laughs> I think poor Sarah's up in Santry today. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. leg replacement. Uh, <laughs> was it Adam in the Kilmacud game? It was. Uh, yeah, she Sarah would have a few niggles with her knee anyway, but it was very bad after the Kilmacud game. And she, I remember on the bus, she could hardly kind of straighten her knee as well and kind of was limping, you know, nearly directly after it. Yeah, so, but like that, that game took a huge toll on our bodies. Like, yeah. um, it was just, it yeah. was a massive game. Yeah. The hits. Mm-hmm. Some of the yeah. hits, like it would, but um, Louise, I, I, I don't know if you picked up on it. The ref, I, I, he won't be listening to this, so I can give out. <laughs> he was doing a in blowing the whistle every three seconds. Yeah, in the All Ireland semi final. Yes. Yeah. And um, even the commentators didn't know what way it was going to go. It was just I whistle know. blow, whistle blow, like. Yeah, I, th- I thought for a game that was going to be very physical, he probably allowed it to be very very physical on top yeah. of that um maybe i'm a little bit biased but i thought kim McCood got um you know their their freeze a little bit easier than we did um but um yeah it was hard to know which way he was going to go even one time i got caught in midfield and there was three of them with hands around me and i thought it was going to be a free but then he pulled me for over carry and so it was kind of yeah. like if you, we kind of said, you know, if you're going into a tackle, make sure you're coming out the other side of it because if you get caught, he's not really going to give you a free ferret regardless of the amount of hands that are on you. So but we kind of learned that in extra time, but we had to learn it the hard way before that as well. Stop. Yeah, I couldn't, but I, I actually couldn't keep up with the whistle. Uh, to the last one or two things, um, we I know we discussed it before, so I don't think we discussed it here, but I wanted to just chat about the the merging of the GA with the LGFA and basically the four organizations becoming one. Um Olivia, your pitch is you were saying it's a community pitch. Yeah. Which helps you big time. Yeah, so the pitching club are in his community pitch. The GA club is separate to the ladies' club. Um so we all have like 
when we want to pitch, we just book in. There's there's a pitch coordinator, and you just book in. It's first come, first serve. Thankfully, we've never like there's never been any issues. Um, we've equal access. Um, so we're yeah. very fortunate where we are, and um, I think the GA club have been very supportive as well of of us over the last few years. Yeah, that's really really important that you've no difficulty with pitches. There's lights in both pitches. I stand down there like so again we do the the workouts in the gym I stand at the door of the gym and I look over and you're seeing like even the stand is beautiful the setup everything down there is pristine like you should be very very proud of it and maybe look I'm down the road I'm sure the organizations will merge but at the minute this community the fact that it's community based is helping both sides that like it's fair distribution of um time on the pitch basically uh, which I'm sure has stood to you and, and lastly, uh, I hope you get a break before you get phone calls about going into county for 2024. You need a break. Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, um, it's like, I think we got like six weeks maybe last year. Um, so we were off from till the end of December and then January. And um, it's just, it's been, it's been a long few years on the trot like say from going from club to county club to county I think since 2019 really you could say so when we get that break it's nice to have a bit of downtime um just away Any holidays plans will crushers.ie sponsor you we're, we're trying to plan something um <laughs> maybe Claire Madden there and Madden's might <laughs> she'll definitely be listening to this Claire will sort you out <laughs> we're definitely trying to plan something I think they're trying to plan a dinner dance at the minute whether that's going to be in January and February and I know us in the players group we're trying to get even if it's two days away together or something just to mark it and enjoy it um but like everything you have people preparing for O'Connor Cup maybe and stuff like that so it's hard to get a date that suits or a date that suits everybody but um I think the three in a row needs to be marked some way 100%. yeah uh, where are you working Louise at the minute so I was working in Port Yonkla as a physiotherapist and then I set up um, my own company, a sportswear company called Goa, G-O-W-A. So I've only gone full time into that the last two weeks. So um, I was working in Port Yonkla for the last three years, you could say, before that. And what sort of sports? So what? Can, how can we access this? And what do you supply? <laughs> so it was only so it's myself and Noel Gormley from Sligo. You probably would have played against. Noel, yeah, yeah, so, goalie, yeah. Um, I a few of us. I met Noel at the All Stars in twenty eighteen, and a few of us kind of stayed in contact. And I'd be very close to her family and everything. So it was only we set it up last year in twenty. Yeah, last year in October 2022. And it's just like, you know, like we kind of wanted to be a little bit different from like O'Neill's because obviously they're the ones that have been dealing with ladies teams. And we just felt like, you know, a different anatomy and, you yeah, know, really. stuff like that, that, you know, there's no female female owned sportswear company or teamwear supplier in the country yeah. so that's why we kind of just wanted to bridge that gap a little bit so um we supplied our girls and St Nathie's who Noel plays with and a lot of different teams locally um which has been good so um it's kind of was a little bit too busy to um you know keep the physio and this up so we're just going to give it a go now in 2024 and see how it goes going full time at it yeah very good have you a website yeah yeah, it's Goal Sports Ireland. Sorry? It's 
Go a Sports Ireland. Okay, okay, very good. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. That's fair yeah. play to you. So you're hanging up your physio hand for a while. And... For the minute, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for the minute yeah. anyway. We'll see how it goes, yeah. And Olivia, where are you at the minute? I'm based in Banslow as well. So I work in uh, as an occupational therapist in going mental health services. So um, oh I've been, been here for nearly a year now. Okay. So you can't take the rest of the week off now. You're not your own boss like Louise. <laughs> no, I'm not my own boss. I'm back to work tomorrow. <laughs> I went full time at the right time, Edelle. Yeah. <laughs> I planned it nicely. You were sitting there in your CEO chair and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, it's been really, really good uh, chatting to you. Um, we've definitely gone a little bit over time, but I love that. Um, best to look definitely get away somewhere and celebrate those three amazing years that you've just had but best to look in the year ahead uh, with the county uh, no doubt Daniel will um, lead you to some uh, glory there that's the last medal really that Louise and uh, Olivia you can add to your your bundle so best to look with that thank you very much thank you. all right <laughs>